darkness and turmoil ravage the lands of the living, the lands of the dead are surprisingly peaceful. We are going to look for another one of our heroes in the land of Elysium. So, Demi, could you please tell us about your character? Yes. My character is Akashwin Tizanitrin. He is a high elf, although he has the appearance of a drow, except for his dark blue eyes, which contrast with his straight black skin and white hair. Um, he could be described as almost gaunt, if not just thin, and he looks like a nerd. So, like you, pretty much. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So, um, yeah, you're dead. You, you wake up in the middle of a forest. And this is not an uncommon thing for you living in Elysium. Uh, more specifically, Amoria, the highest plane or the first plane of Elysium. It is what most would call a paradise. There are no predators whatsoever. Anybody who could be considered good ends up here in their afterlife. So you are leaning up against a tree you've just woken up from another peaceful sleep and you see a celestial walking toward you uh this person is wearing very radiant plate armor uh their wings just glisten in the i'd call it sunlight but there is no sun the sky is lit by celestial bodies uh, whoever decides to light up the sky lights it up however they so choose. This is what Elysium looks like. So you recognize this person walking towards you as Tyrael, one of the Celestials that will patrol the area. And he is walking straight towards you with what appears to be purpose. What would you like to do? Just calls over. What is it, Tyrael? Well, I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh... Pelor wants to see you. Pelor? What for? Well, he didn't tell me, but he said it's kind of important. Mm. And I think I can spare some time. <laughs> All we have here is time. No, really? Alright, come on. And he, he holds his he holds his hand out. He's like, come on, I'll be get. Alright, he just follows uh, while kind of just staring at the guy I say with quotes. I mean, yeah, he is a he is a guy, uh, very masculine build. Think um, Bruce Campbell, Bruce Campbell, but as an angel, <laughs> if you will. He's not actually an angel, but uh, a celestial being of some sort. What were those? Azamar, I think. Azamar. Azamar, yeah, he is an Azamar. So you you walk through the forest, uh, almost like quiet, just enjoying the scenery, walking through. 
you see a phoenix fly overhead every once in a while. It's it's an absolutely beautiful area. And I would like you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Alright. Plus three. That's a six. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. But no. As per usual, you absolutely love it here. You know, you could not have asked for a better life or an afterlife. You know, you are you're comfortable. Everyone here is just so nice. But after a short amount of time, you arrive at a very plain-looking temple, one would say. You know that Pelor is one of the more powerful deities of Elysium, but he always decides to keep a humble nature about him and everything that surrounds him. However, being called to speak with him is very rare. So while you are walking, your mind is just swimming with, well, what would Pelor want with me? Well, why why am I being called? I'm I'm nobody. I'm just I'm just another undead soul. His mind is probably leaning more towards I wonder if he has a grand quest for me. I like that, I like that. Okay. So Ethereal, he he walks you to the front door and he, he stands there and he goes, Well, um good luck, I suppose. And just opens the door and gives you a well, like, you know, a, a nice, good, strong, like, you know, pat on the shoulder. Have fun, Tyrael. Always. Don't do anything stupid. All right. And he heads in. All right. So you walk in and while the temple looks very plain on the outside, it on the inside, it is very, very nice on the inside. It is. It's still very, very plain, but everything is like pristinely clean, right? And you can see what looks to be an old man, like your 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 typical depictions of God, as it were, like you know, old man, long white hair, very clean, very well kept, long, like pristine white robes, just tending to a garden. Right, hey, uh, Akashwin is just. Slowly approaching him, obviously very uh, cautious about approaching a god. He is still gardening. He doesn't. He does not look up. He he stiffens and says, "My lord Pelor, what do you require of me?" Uh, he he looks up and big beaming smile on his face, and he goes, "Oh yes, I have been expecting you. Um, strange business." I'm not really sure how to address this. Uh, come, walk with me. And he, he, like, you know, reaches out his hand and, and sort of, like, gestures, like, here, follow me. But one doesn't just say no to a god, so he follows. What kind of strange business, sir? So, he walks you out to the back of the temple where there is this gorgeous garden. We're talking, like, you know, trees you've never seen. Like bushes in all these different shapes and flowers like it is it is absolutely i cannot say enough how beautiful this is but he's just strolling through he's honestly not paying any mind to the plants he's just he appears to be deep in thought right and after about 30 seconds of just walking side by side in silence he he looks he looks down to you and he says do you like it here of course, sir. Oh, come now. No no need to be humble. 
Speak freely. Do you do you really like it here? It could use a little more excitement. That's what I've always liked about some of the residents, I suppose, desidents, however you wish to call yourself. Some of you crave the excitement. Something has come up, and this is... I don't think this has ever happened before, but a high priest has called for you. They need your help. Why me, sir? I don't know. They've been praying for a while, and they they wish to speak with you. So, I have done what I can, and I've brought them here, and they say that they need your help. Something that you did when you were alive. Would you be willing to speak with them? Uh, yes, my lord. Very well. So, he he waves his hand, and it's like, you know, a, a phoenix comes down and it lands on his arm, and he whispers to the phoenix, and the, the phoenix flies back into the temple. And after about uh, 20 seconds, uh, another old man who, who's wearing, like, you know, an off-white, like, you know, a grayish, like, you know, robe, comes out, like, balding man, kind smile. You notice uh, a crest uh, on his robes, on the front of his robes. Uh, it, that is not the sign of Pelor. It is the god Re, the Everlight God, the god of atonement and compassion. Uh, the symbol is, I, I, if I remember correctly, um, like two hands, almost as if they're offering something. He says to this uh, approaching priest, you don't look like a servant of Pelor. He has a big smile on his face, and he says, you are very astute. I like this. Perhaps this is why I have come to seek for your help. Tell me, what do you remember of your past life? Um, run my history check. Let's see if you actually do remember anything. History is plus seven. This should be good. That's a dirty 20. That's a dirty 20. You have a brief flash of a memory of your life's work back when you were alive. Could you give us a little bit of flavor for that? My life's work? Yes. All right. So there is the flash of memories of hours and even as sometimes days consecutively spent studying, poring over books and essentially learning everything he can about magic, aiming to become a wizard. His life's work culminating in a single moment that failed. All he managed to do after all his research was a minor illusion. Okay. So after you have that memory, uh, the old man gets this look of like uh, recognition. It's like, okay, so you do have some memories. What do you know of... And he, like, gestures around him. What do you know of this plane? Well, uh, I know Elysium is the afterlife. And I know I am here. And what more is there to know? <laughs> he kind of he chuckles a little bit. And he goes, of all the planes that you can go to when you die, this, well, you won. 
you got a good one. And I could only wish to come here when I pass. And he, he, he looks kind of sad. He says, for some, that might be sooner rather than later, though. That's why, with great regret, we, we need your help. I came here specifically for you because... And he reaches, he reaches into his robe and he pulls out what appears to be a journal, like uh, a book, leather bound. And he, he reaches it out to you and he goes, this was yours. He's going to warily reach over to it. I don't think he would actually remember this. Okay. So you grab your book and make me another wisdom check. All right. Sorry, uh, uh, wisdom save. Sorry. Oh, that's so great. Plus three. That's a 13. 13. Okay. So, Palor looks to you and looks to the old man. And he just, he smiles and he just like, you know, solemnly nods. And he, he begins to walk away and looks to the old man. And just, I guess just like gives him a little thumbs up. Right. As he walks into the temple and you and the old man... Continue walking through the gardens, right? So, you and the old man, you you exchange pleasantries. You learn that he is here because shit done got fucked up back in the land of the living. He tells you of prophecies that have been uncovered. He tells you about dark dreams that people are having. And he tells you that he believes... There is a deep, dark evil that has awakened. And he asks you if you have any memory of that. No. The real question is, was he... You were around when the undead started. And you do have a faint memory of that. But for you, the timeline's not matching up. When you were alive, the undead was the last thing that happened. From what he's telling you, everything seems to be happening a lot sooner. I remember nightmares and the undead. This already happened. What? Why? What do you need me to do? He he looks to you and he says, There is a theory that it's not the first time we believe it happens every age where something wakes up and it it feeds and we would like to stop that we have a plan but we need somebody who has dealt with it before and you have oh well we saw how well i dealt with it last time so at this point another memory comes to your head how did you die Alright, so this memory is a lot more hazy, as not only is it right before the moment of his death, but it's clouded by fear. There's just a brief flash of lightning, the gut-wrenching feeling of nothing holding you but gravity, a sharp pain in the right side of his neck, and then the suffocating feeling of his lungs filling with water as he sank to the bottom of the ocean near the cliffs. 
And now, uh, back in Elysium, Alkashwin is starting to lightly hyperventilate. The old man, he he reaches out and, and he places a hand on your shoulder and he says, I've, I've never seen a look like this before. A look of confusion and terror. You're all right, lad. Yes, well, many people here have already forgotten their deaths. He looks momentarily confused, but then a small smile, like barely even noticeable, comes to his face. And like he, he, he nods and he says, ah, this will work. This will work. Good. So you have not forgotten your death. It's very hard to forget drowning with a rock in your throat. Well, everyone else here seems to forget, but you have not. This... This is good for us. Very well. I have one more thing that I would like to show you. And he reaches into his robe again and he hands you another book. And he, and he says, what do you make of this? And he hands you uh, another leather bound book. It's brown leather, um, but it's a language you cannot understand. Um, what would I need to roll to try to remember this or... You could roll history, you could roll arcana, you could roll an investigation. I will do history. 16. 16. That is enough for you to know that while you can't read the language, you at least know that this is ancient druidic. This is the book that belonged to a druid roughly about the time that you would have been alive. He's just gonna thumb through this book. So as you're as you're thumbing through the book, while the words you can't read, the pictures, the the drawings, you can kind of make out some. Uh, you see drawings of the 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 Myconid forest that appeared while you were there. You see a photo of an obelisk. You see photos of wolves of other presidents from the land, you see what looked to be the undead, like, you know, humanoid creatures with what looked like wounds that never heal. And as you're, like, flipping through the book, it gets more erratic in its writing and its drawing until near the very end of the book, it's just inane scribbles. Uh, he's gonna gently close the book. Uh, he's not gonna give it back, because it's a book. Yes. He's still got some habits from being alive. And I, uh, he simply looks over and says, So, what does this have to do with me? Well, when you were alive, the research that you did could greatly give us a better chance at surviving and maybe even defeating this great evil. I only need to know if you're up for it. There will unfortunately be some catches. And what are the catches? Well, it's difficult to explain until we get back because I don't fully know. What do you think? Do you think you can help? I, I think I can. However, I have a condition. Name it. When I'm brought back 
don't make me like them. He's obviously referring to the hordes of undead. Yeah, so for a brief moment, he is confused. And then he, he, he just like he starts like laughing uproariously. Right. And he just like, he, he laughs and he looks at you and he goes, I'm not a necromancer. I'm merely coming here to ask the dead for help. I'm not forcibly bringing you back. You must be willing for this to work. I am willing. Okay. So he's going to uh, reach around his robes and he's going to pull out a pendant. Right. And he's going to hand it to you with his hand up like this. Right. And it's going to say, this is for you. Why? You're probably going to need it. Okay, he takes it. All right, so you, you take the pendant. I'm assuming you put it around your neck. Yeah. All right, it is the same symbol that he has on his robes is the symbol that you are now wearing around your neck, right? All right. And he, he gestures out towards the distance and he goes, well... Our way home is this way. Shall we? We shall. Oh, and one more thing. Hmm? Will you please ask Lord Pelor to bring my brother's loot? It would help the transition. He smiles and he says, we can stop there on the way. And he walks. And the priest follows. <laughs>